0: I'm Rebecca Lavoie and this is HGTV and me. Today we're talking about Property Brothers. We'll get takes on Canada's favorite design twins from listeners, an internet friend that's definitely become my real life friend, an HGTV insider who gives me the scoop on what made the Property Brothers so successful, and of course my fellow podcaster Patrick Hines and his husband Steve. First up, some of your takes on the Property Brothers. Messages from my podcast, Hotline. We've
1: only just
2: begun. Hi, Rebecca. My name is Laura Downs. Uh, Just listened to the first episode of HGTV and Me and loved it. Don't get me started on tiny houses. Anyway, I am a huge Property Brothers fan. And oh my God, could I talk about that forever? I could probably do a 10 minute bit on how creepy it is that they're multimillionaires and still live together and are like engaged to other people and still live together. Uh, I can also talk about how Drew is completely useless and that special time in every HGTV viewer's life when they realize they can actually tell the property brothers apart. It's a moment, it's beautiful. I am calling. One, because I am devastated by Fixer Up or going off the air. But also, I kind of think it's exciting and smart of them to get out on top. But my primary reason for calling is that I feel this is the perfect place for me to voice a major issue of mine, which is that I am super, super creeped out by the Property Brothers, and I do not understand people's fascination with them. I think they're creepy, grown-up man versions of those twins from The Shining, and I would not want to be even close to them in public, let alone in a room alone with either of them. I do not understand why people think they're hot. They give me major creepo factor. I would not be surprised to hear breaking news about one of them being, like, a murderer or someone who, like keep people in their basement as pets i know that's not very nice of me to say but i think they're really creepy
0: hello hey patrick it's rebecca hey favorite podcaster so i have a couple questions for you okay I heard a rumor. Actually, I didn't hear a rumor. I overheard you saying it to your husband, Steve, once. You had an in person property brother encounter. Yes or no?
3: (laughs) I did. I did. Those doubleman twins. I did see them in person once. I did have an actual <laughs> encounter with them.
0: Do tell, please.
3: It's funny because I was a hotel concierge at the time at kind of a fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. So I would meet, like, a lot of famous people. That was, you know, it's New York. It was a fancy hotel. Like, that was sort of par for the course. But there was something about seeing an HGTV personality or two in person that totally, like, took my breath away. It was mm-hmm. it was one of those weird moments where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Those are those... those Weird, like bucktooth Canadian property brothers, <laughs> and it totally was them. And the thing about them is that they are enormous. Really, like people talk about how tall they are. Mm-hmm. They are e no, like like literally. I think there's something wrong. They have that growing disease <laughs> where they never stop growing. Like, their torsos and their legs are the exact same size, and they go on forever. Really yeah they're huge and busted like they're they're they have all the elements of like what should be very handsome men, mm-hmm. but they're all like in the wrong places right It's like if they could eat I don't know if they could like swap a nose or like <laughs> it, it, somehow it's like each one of them has the other one's features mm-hmm. or something, and they look completely inbred huh like they're so white, yeah they're so white it gives your neighborhood a run for its money.
0: <laughs> were they nice?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're Canadian. Of course they're nice.
0: <laughs> they were they were
3: so nice and unassuming. And it was funny because this is the same lobby that one day the Dalai Lama accidentally walked into during, like, the UN, you know, whatever they do during the UN in the springtime or whatever. The Dalai Lama at one point just, like, appeared in the lobby and everyone just sort of, like, stared and then approached him. Mm-hmm. Nobody did that with them. Everyone stared at them and they they were, like as HGTV personalities, they were less approachable than the Dalai Lama. Really? People were just like, yeah, people could literally not believe that they were there.
0: Were they styled differently? Like, did Drew have his little slick, like, realtor hair and Jonathan have his frosted tips and, like, slightly overgrown facial hair?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. I just remember thinking, like, oh my God, these boys are so tall and skinny and dark, like, with, like, dark hair. They should be so handsome and they are the opposite. Really? Like, I was, I was, Astonished by how homely they were. That was all I could think about. That was all I could talk about.
0: Right. Well, you you know a lot of actors though, and you know that sometimes what telegraphs well on camera is not good in person, yeah. right?
3: That's absolutely true. I'm, I have plenty of examples floating through my brain right now.
0: People with lollipop heads, you know, huge heads, <laughs> exactly. tiny bodies.
3: I know an actress who she's. She's a beautiful woman. Her name is Katie Huffman. She won the Tony Award for the producers, like, in 2001. She is a perfectly attractive person. But then when you put a camera, like, if you put your camera phone up to take a picture of her, she becomes a bombshell. (laughs) There's something about the way the camera, like, she looks on camera that you can't, she doesn't look like a human. But
0: she's not a property brother in person. She's nice-looking in person, is what you're saying.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that a property brother is now a pejorative. I love it. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's such a property brother.
0: And that, of course, was my call to my friend Patrick Hines from the Broadway Backstory podcast. Later in the show, we'll listen in as he and his husband Steve sit down to watch a classic episode of Property Brothers. And thanks so much to everyone who called in on my podcast hotline. If you have thoughts about HGTV shows and personalities, leave me a message. Who knows? I might call you back. In upcoming episodes, I'm going to be talking about Flip or Flop, House Hunters International, and a whole lot more. You can find the hotline number in the show notes or visit hgtvpodcast.com to send me an email. Coming up, the formula behind the show and a pop quiz with my internet friend turned real life friend, Teresa. Hi, Rebecca. Hey, Teresa. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Good. Have you been following Chip and Joanna's adventures in Italy on Instagram? I have <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I I don't
4: really like it. Like they need to be in Waco. It's upsetting to me that they've been traveling so much.
0: Teresa, let we need to talk about Property Brothers. I know yes. I know you have strong feelings. Um but can we just talk a little bit about what we think about the format of the show and how it has, I dare say, not evolved over the yeah. years.
4: <laughs> the only thing that has evolved is their computer animation. <laughs> yes. It goes... <laughs> now, for some reason, every time they show you what they're going to do to a room, the room literally explodes and then they put it back together. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's like they're playing
0: Minecraft and designing yeah. a home.
4: <laughs> my boyfriend, was, he was watching it with me and he was like, what? What's with the computer animation? They were Really stepped up their game, huh? I was like, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah. It's sort of like when Chip and Joanna built that actual design studio instead of her just drawing it on a napkin and then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or her just saying, here's what I'm going to do, and people going, Oh, that sounds like a great idea. And you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about.
4: We're just here to be on TV. So (laughs) we're just going to rent this house out to whoever wants it on Airbnb later. Exactly.
0: Exactly. All Mm -hmm. right. Well, so at the beginning of Every Property Brothers, there's always some sort of setup where there's a it's usually a couple Mm -hmm. and they're in a pickle, right? Yeah.
5: (laughs) Right now we're in our bedroom. We're the next room over from Jackie's mom, which is a little bit awkward
0: Hi, mom. And that's sort of the pretense. But they're always in like a situation where they're either like living with the parents Mm -hmm. or living with friends because they just moved to the city and oh, God, and we're living with friends and it's like the worst. Or they bought some super shitty house that they just isn't working. And then there's all these scenes of them like just trying to negotiate, which is usually just like a regular kitchen.
4: Yeah. And it's like the (laughs) worst
0: thing that ever happened to anybody.
4: Right. They're like, we can't both stand here with our legs spread wide open and our arms and twirl around. <laughs> around at the same time while doing dishes and that's a problem for us. Right. And you're just like, what? I don't understand.
0: It's not the third world people. It's just exactly. Not. They
4: <laughs> have no money for a house but they want the world.
0: Right. Yes. Right. Well, no money is relative because sometimes they have a million but what they want they can only buy for two million.
5: Our wish list is we want to be close to the city. <laughs> we
0: definitely
2: want something open concept and airy. and
5: Some outdoor space would be great. You know, entertaining space.
2: Our budget is
0: 945
5: And I think that's our max. We don't want to go a penny over that.
0: We understand we might go over it, but we don't want to. Yeah. And then there's always like the second part of the setup where there is allegedly some sort of resistance to the idea of doing a renovation. My
2: mom, you know, we've been helping her out with some of her do-it-yourself jobs and we've seen how long it can take so we're a bit anxious about the whole renovation
4: exactly they're already on the show and looking for houses with the Drew, Drew yes Drew is the non-construction brother correct but they don't want to be involved in a renovation I saw one yesterday where they were doctors living in a basement apartment where the husband couldn't stand up straight in like three quarters of the apartment and she was pregnant and they were still like I don't know if I want to do a renovation right. and I was just like first of all you you don't even live in the house and you're not doing the work. So you're not doing a renovation. You're living somewhere else and then you get to move into a house in like six weeks. I don't know if the producers think people like that. Like that has to be part of the show to set up some conflict. But it's like infuriating to me. Yeah. Because I'm like, then don't call the show. If you don't, (laughs) do not call the show. If you don't want to do a renovation, you know what the show is about. Right.
0: Yeah. We're on season eight, people. You know what happens. Exactly. All right. So the next conceit of the show is that Drew takes them to a house that has everything they've said they've wanted yeah and it's like they've never seen the show before they walk around the house (laughs) cow-eyed like yes hey
6: how's it going guys what do you think so far I mean the house is beautiful and uh, the neighborhood's great does it look expensive
0: yeah We'll see.
6: Yeah, we will see. Come on.
0: <laughs> and we also know that they know that they are not going to get this house. And yet they, like, go through the trouble of pretending they are.
6: Wow. Oh, wow.
4: It's
7: this so airy. Oh, my gosh. I love the floors.
0: These are amazing.
4: They're, They're
5: nice, right? They're gorgeous. They're
4: so, like, rustic but modern. Yeah, the they have a nice
5: light color. but
4: And this is the colors. exact point in the show in which I realized I could never be on the show. Mm-hmm. Because... Um, My face don't lie. I would be like, yeah, I know we can't live in this house. That's why we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could never be on one of these shows and pretend that I don't
0: know what's up. It's so weird. To it me. is weird. It's super weird, especially at this point. Right. Season one. Totally yeah. cool. Season yeah. 15 or whatever we're on. Not as cool. Exactly. All right. So the next conceit of the show is the... Um, alleged house purchase and negotiation.
6: Three more offers came in so there are five on the table. I would even go above 690 I don't know that sounds like a lot of money. Alright we'll stay with an offer of $690. i will get the offer in right away I'll let you know.
0: Okay well call us as soon as you hear.
6: Fingers crossed I'll talk to you soon.
0: I don't know if you've noticed this but I have certainly noticed after years of watching this show that we only ever see Drew's side of that phone call.
4: Yeah. <laughs> here yeah and here's the other thing i've recently noticed that when you see his signs on like lawns Mm -hmm. or whatever in one of their many other shows it says he's a real estate associate Mm. not a realtor so i'm like are you even legal to be doing any of this (laughs) i I, like i'm convinced there's just like a shadow team for the show Mm -hmm. because i'm like Jonathan also can't be licensed in every state to right. be doing this construction. Right. I think they just come in, show up and like talk and then send those guys out and have a real realtor and a real construction guy do the work. I don't know what's yeah.
0: happening. Yeah. No Teresa. Like what yeah. channel have you been watching this whole time?
4: <laughs> well, I believe Chip and JoJo do all that work. That's different. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So then the next part of the conceit is now they've purchased the house and um, it's demo day and it always for some reason they like drag the homeowners into this like put a sledgehammer in their hands and then Jonathan basically just makes fun of them
6: between sledgehammers and pry bars let's make some damage go for it
0: right
6: you can hit harder than that you've got it in you
0: and then almost always they run into some unforeseen problem with like the third swing of the sledgehammer what? Oh. Maybe that was the smell.
6: That's another one. Oh, there's there. another, there's another one. one. So, this was a nest under here. Oh, there's tons of.
4: Yeah, yesterday I saw an episode where he was like, okay, be careful not to hit here because there might be asbestos back there and it, like gives them masks the lady is pregnant <laughs> by the way and then a couple of minutes later is like oh no we found asbestos and i was like you just told us there was asbestos back there <laughs> you knew it was here yeah stop it yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I, I will say as somebody who has purchased in my lifetime like five or six houses um the number of times they negotiate on this house and forego home inspections okay oh uh, allegedly mm-hmm. <laughs> makes me insane like this is not an advice show but I will yeah. give one piece of advice right <laughs> yeah. now I don't care what your negotiation situation is I don't care if you are one of three people and you have to write the most heartfelt personal letter on the plan in order to buy your house right do not forego that damn home inspection
4: <laughs> it's the worst the, idea even if you have a random contractor from HGTV <laughs> who's willing to redo <laughs> your house for like $50,000 because if your foundation is shot There's nothing that money is
0: going to do about it. What do you think of many, many, many episodes of the show? Another problem that Jonathan encounters is either the errant purchases or design interference of the homeowners.
5: I don't know. I mean, it's a beautiful floor, but like it's just not what we were envisioning. And, you know, it's... It's a really important thing to us
4: well the errant purchases are really annoying because they like show up with like <laughs> stoves that don't fit or like a tub that doesn't like get in the front door or something but I I'm actually disturbed by the lack of involvement most people seem to have in the design <laughs> process of their house <laughs> if that was my house I would be like Jonathan this is the floor I want these are the tile I want these are the curtains I want please don't go pick out a random couch for me you don't know what what I want in a couch, sir. These people seem to be nowhere on the like one shopping trip they do. You know, it's like they're picking out granite, it's always like right. picking out some sort of stone, <laughs> and it, like. I, I do not understand this. And I don't know if that's just a conceit of the show and they're really more involved in the background mm. than we see. Mm. Or if they just honestly are like, we have no personal style and we need you to do this for
0: us. What do you think about this idea that Jonathan is both a uh, contractor and a designer?
4: I don't know whoever would let their contractor design <laughs> their living room. I, I'm sure there are people who specialize in both. I have told you, I think more than once, that I am in love with Tom Silva from this old house. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, probably my grandfather's age, but I don't care. I love him. He is a genius. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my boyfriend would be OK with me leaving him. to. He's your free date- pass. Tom Silva's your free pass. Oh, yeah. Mostly because. Teresa, he's like 100. I know. But he'll die after building me <laughs> the world's best house. And then my boyfriend can move into it with me. Mm-hmm. And But. I mean, that man is a genius and has been doing this for, like, you know, centuries probably at this point. And I still would not let him choose the tile for my kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand. There's a reason designers are designers and builders are builders. And I'm sure you pick up something here and there. But I do not believe for a second that – Jonathan has a keen eye for these things so you
0: don't like his design sense is that what you're saying
4: no I don't I mean he is the basic bitch of the design world (laughs) like he might as well be wearing just like Uggs and yoga pants you know Joanna has her style but it's her style Mm -hmm. right and people are copying it now but she came up with that whereas you know if you showed me a Property Brothers after shot and a love it or list it after shot I don't think I could tell you the difference. They're all the same. Everything is white and gray. And, you know, there's a lot of mosaic tile to be seen, which I just can't deal with. And everything is just
0: as bland as could be. And I I really don't like it. Well, I have some final pop quiz questions for you about Property Brothers. you ready? Uh Uh-oh. Yes. Do you think the Property Brothers are handsome?
4: Mm, They're, like, almost handsome. There's something (laughs) not quite right with their face. (laughs) They both kind of look like they got, like, kind of smooshed in the side of the face, but on different sides. I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, a womb thing. I don't know what's happening. But but I also, they're too tall, and they won't stop telling you about it. Right, right. It drives me insane that they can't stop telling you how tall
0: they are. Do you think it's weird that they live and work together?
4: Yes. And not working together, obviously, they've got a thing going, but the living together, that's too much. (laughs) Do you think they're charismatic? No, because (laughs) (laughs) maybe they could be, except when you watch too many episodes in a row, you're like, oh, God, the canned jokes that they've obviously been giving, whatever little charm they might have naturally is like being wiped out by the terrible, dumb jokes the producers are forcing on them.
0: All right. Well, finally, this is my final Property Brothers question Mm -hmm. for you. In a lineup, wearing the (laughs) same clothes, you you could tell Drew and Jonathan apart? Only if Jonathan has his floppy hair.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's dawned on me that they force them to have different haircuts Mm -hmm. so that we can tell them apart, I think. But yeah, without that, although Jonathan's face, I think, is a little more crooked than Drew's. That's right.
0: I think that Jonathan has not had quite the level of dental restorative work that Drew has.
4: You know, going back, I think when they first showed up like 10 years ago, I probably did think they were handsome. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, no, I can't. No, never
0: mind. Teresa Kramer is a writer, gardener and HGTV addict. You can find a link to follow her on Twitter in the show notes and at hgtvpodcast.com. Coming up, a Design TV insider answers my burning question. What is the secret sauce behind the Property Brothers' success? Spoiler alert, it has nothing to do with Jonathan's frosted tips. Rich. How are you?
5: Hi, Rebecca. I'm great. How are you?
0: Good. I'm wondering if for the benefit of the listeners to this fine podcast, you can talk a little bit about who you are.
5: So my name is Rich Padine and I'm based in California and I am a publicist and I specialize in the interior design world. So I have worked with over the years, a number of design TV personalities, many of them with HGTV, but also TLC and Bravo and Food Network and all that fun stuff.
0: Like hashtag dream job, right? (laughs)
5: Sometimes.
0: (laughs) So you know a lot about talent on HGTV because that's, you know, your job. So what makes the difference between a great HGTV hosts. I like, think about like the Property Brothers who had their flagship show and then they have all these spin-off shows and now one of them is on Dancing with the Stars and they kind of have like so much going on the network has clearly like fully embraced them and of those people that you just see in one thing that's on for eight episodes and then you never see it again like what is the secret sauce
5: okay I can't even answer the first question because like I already have like a sidebar that we have to have <laughs> okay let's do it um and as As soon as he said Dancing with the Stars, I was like, wait, we got a sidebar on this. Because (laughs) once a Scott brother takes his shirt off on national television, is there ever a chance it will ever go back on? Like, I feel like once the nipple came out, like it's never going to go away. Like, it's going to be like Property Brothers pop list is going to be the next spin off. Um, So, after that sidebar, the number one thing is authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? That's like the deal breaker. So number one, you have to have style. I do think that like most of these people are just sort of like born with some innate sense of style and composition and how things go together, right? That's like number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, you have to be good on camera. Again, it's something that you have a natural talent for. And like people are either good at being on camera or they suck at being on camera. Mm -hmm. There's no like middle ground. You can get better, but I don't think you can teach someone how to be on camera. So those two things I think are both really innate, but you can improve them. The thing that you can't fix is the authenticity. Right. You can't fool the HGTV audience. Right. 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 They are a smart crowd (laughs) and they can sniff out a fraud, I think, faster than just about anybody. Here's, like, a really good example of that, right? Vanilla Ice Mm -hmm. is, like, you know, one of the hottest stars on these shows right now, and it's, like, 20, 30 years ago, you (laughs) never would have been, like... (laughs) Vanilla Ice is, like, you know, the hot new remodeling show, but, like, you can't make up that authenticity that he has. Like, he has a real passion for it. That, to me, is why the people that have been successful have been successful and sometimes the passion is just for success right but like really rarely I think that, like, I don't think those people break through as often.
0: Right. Or, or maybe they're like a flash in the pan and then they go away like that. I've seen that a few times where some HGTV shows, somebody will come out and it'll be really strong. And then there's a shift, not dissimilar to what happens with some podcasters where like they become a different person. and It's no longer good.
5: So when I first started doing this, everybody wanted to have a TV show because then you could get a product line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That was, like, sort of, like, the idea. Yeah. It's, like, if you wanted to get a product line, you had to be on a TV show.
0: Like, Christopher, who was the guy who was on, like, learn, like TLC? Oh, my God, you,
5: you're going to die because I actually worked with this <sighs> person, too. Um, Christopher Lowell, I believe, is the name that you're going for. Yeah, he
0: used to have, and then he had the huge Burlington Code Factory, like, uh, design line that is still there, by the way. <laughs>
5: I just got rid of my Christopher Lowell Home Depot office collection, (laughs) like a TGAA that, um, (laughs) that I had for many years. And it was like, (laughs) it was like a part of my life for many years, but yeah. So like, that was like the old paradigm, but like now it's creeped into social media Mm -hmm. and now it's all about like the Instagram star and like the Pinterest star. And it's like, you know, sort of watching these people sort of dilute themselves <laughs> into, like, something that's just purely about money mm-hmm. and, like, purely about sponsorship, that totally drives me crazy.
0: So where did the Property Brothers land? Are they, I mean, they've been with the network for years. They were pre-chip and Joanna. They were, oh, like, yeah. They, yeah, 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 they were the first, kind of the first show like theirs that there had been a few flipping shows before, but they sort of added a different... Kind of thing to it with you know this idea of buying a house to live in uh, to fix up. I know they had a construction and design background, and I also happen to know they're like out of work actors because you know that's on IMDb. Like you can find them, you know, (laughs) Canadian out of work actors.
5: (laughs) But they were doing they were doing the house flipping thing when they were like seventeen. Right. This was this was
0: their actual business.
5: Crazy. Yeah. Like they actually were into it. They were like legit like even though that's what i'm talking about where it's like it's sort of a fine line because like even though they were you know struggling out of work actors and like wanted to be like country musicians or whatever (laughs) like this is ultimately sort of the way that fame found them and embraced them which is great because like i do believe in their authenticity right because they they were doing this long before it was the vehicle to get famous It was just a vehicle to make money for a couple teenagers. I mean, that's really smart.
0: Isn't the authenticity, too, also about not just the background in doing the actual work, but isn't it also about being a little bit revealing about what you're really like as a person? I mean, the thing about them that always struck me was they have each other to talk to on the show, uh, so they were able to sort of play with the idea, you know, hey, when we were kids, XYZ, like, they would talk about their parents on the show, they've brought their parents onto some of their shows, they brought their random third property brother onto a couple of their
5: shows. Uh, that third property brother, it's so <laughs> weird. It's like that third member of the band Heinz it just, like, shakes the tambourine every once in a while. You know, it's like, uh, what? why do they even make her go out there, you know? Like, <laughs> she's just shaking the tambourine intermittently. Um, but that's like that's sort of how I feel about that but so when you put people together I think it becomes a lot harder to fake it Mm -hmm. especially if it's your twin brother I would think like your twin brother or your spouse like Chip and Joanna like who there is no way in hell my husband would let me sort of like put on airs or like put on an act for the camera (laughs) I feel like he would get called out so fast like My sister would throw me under the bus in two seconds if she thought I was, like, putting on a character for the camera, you know? So I feel like when you are working with somebody that knows you so well and knows who you are off camera and whatever, it's a little bit harder to, like, put on a character. Right so to
0: speak. I think it's comfort in your own skin, right? I mean, the Property Brothers are very different and they're much more polished. They kind of came to their first show, I think, with these characters kind of intact because they basically play themselves. They play twins. One of the things that, to me, by the way, sidebar, is hilarious is the way they are styled slightly differently so the viewer can tell them apart something they've been doing Ugh, since the beginning. That
5: drives me crazy. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Like, I hate that, like, you know, the one that's a real estate agent has to look like serious and is wearing plaques. <laughs> <laughs> like, that... Always oh, sort of like made me roll my eyes. I honestly couldn't tell you who was who, but I can't tell Chip and Joanna apart either sometimes. So it's like more my problem, you know? Like, woo! Jo- Joanna's beard is looking thick today. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much to publicist Rich Padine. You'll be hearing his insider take on HGTV in future episodes. And you can find a link to his website in the show notes and at hgtvpodcast.com. Coming up, everyone's favorite couch critics, my fellow podcaster and friend Patrick Hines and his husband Steve choose one of my all-time favorite episodes of Property Brothers to riff on. I cannot wait.
1: Rebecca, we are watching Property Brothers episode 511. (laughs) Season 5, episode 11. That's our lingo. (laughs) It's 511. Season 5, episode 11. Two weird straight guys and some not-hot lesbians. Let's do this. Wait. Go on your rant. Do your rant right now while you're making it happen.
8: Okay, because our job is kind of to be the naysayers of every episode and to go against the grain, chip-wise, (laughs) etc. I feel like everybody is in love with the Scott brothers that they're like, oh, they're so tall and they're so handsome. They are one of those
6: things. (laughs) Nancy and Rhonda are taking a big step, buying a place together.
3: Yes. Yes. On bikes,
1: just like my mom. My mom's a lesbian. Yes, my mom's gay. I was raised on on bikes. Nancy
8: and Rhonda have the same hairstyle.
1: And the same, like, biker jacket. Yes, these are my girls. we are the property brothers
8: I see words on walls
1: (laughs) that's a lesbian thing I'm anti
6: Nancy and Rhonda are tired of cramped city living and they've never owned a detached home before and I think they're ready to buy one together
1: Listen these guys have are definitely rocking some Patrick in high school hair like situation where it's not natural there's definitely some like hairspray and some brushing that's happening
8: I kind of love how they look like little old ladies and then they keep cutting to the motorcycles <laughs> they're badass are
4: probably our favorite pastime is riding our Harleys
1: Oh my god these are like hot older lesbians with Harleys yes ma'am and they're embroidered button downs <laughs>
7: This is my little section right
1: here. I do feel like this is educating America. These are lesbians with, like, products. They exist.
8: (laughs) Hey, you know that Carol Brady spiky shag dude
1: doesn't just happen by itself. But they are working on, like, 1992 IBMs. Ladies, let's have a conversation.
4: So she's on the phone on conference calls. I have to wear earplugs because... Huh,
1: earplugs. That's a good idea. (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) We are now talking like an HGTV couple.
7: Our budget is $650,000. We know what we want in a home, and we don't expect anything less.
1: I do love these lesbians, but they do have the exact same haircut, just like the Property Brothers. The Property Brothers are like the Canadian lesbian version of these lesbians. Oh my gosh,
8: it's like two sets of twins, really.
7: (laughs) Wow. This is beautiful. Look at the view.
1: What's the concept of this show, Patrick? I have literally no idea. Two fours make a house. (laughs) A two plus a two makes a four.
8: Oh, is this one of the shows where they take them through a house that they can't afford just to like (laughs) rub it in their faces? Our budget is $5. This house goes for $10 million.
7: Lots of room. I mean, you could have six people in there, not just one.
8: I don't want to hear about them having six people in their shower. (laughs) Settle down, ladies. Nice
6: offices. This one does have the balcony though. Check that out. It's a beautiful view out there.
8: Wow.
7: Rhonda. This is Lovely green space. This is
8: and where are they? Are they in Canada? Is this the one nice weekend that Canada gets? <laughs>
6: <laughs> the list price on this house is eight hundred and ten thousand dollars.
7: So why are we here?
8: Right. A hundred and sixty thousand dollars over budget. Guys.
7: Okay, well, you crushed my heart. Me too. <laughs> I was
8: so I excited. I promise that this is... Those the- are some rude, tall monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think we
6: did convince them to look at houses that need work. Here we go. Nice character home, and you have a huge two-car garage.
7: Nice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that.
6: <laughs> I love
8: Nancy and Rhonda. They have a power jacket for every house tour they go on. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they totally do. There are other benefits to this home. You have a beautiful sunroom downstairs. Let's look at that.
1: Okay. okay. Oh, my God. This sunroom is everything.
8: It's perfect for your summer weekend.
1: (laughs) No, but for real, I'd figure out what to do in a sunroom. This sunroom is incredible. What do you
8: do in a sunroom?
1: You listen to a podcast in a chair. Are you a cat? What do you do?
6: (laughs) You don't just have a single element cooktop. You have a dual and a double griddle.
1: and I always love a griddle as part of a kitchen cooktop. Who ever would have thought of something like that? I mean, you got a lot of pancakes to make, okay? <laughs> Are you stereotyping lesbians? No, I'm just saying that I want you to make me a lot of pancakes.
6: <laughs> this house is on the market for 535000 Okay, wow. that would work that would work. That's a lot of money to go towards renovations. Well over hundred thousand dollars.
8: Except that we have to replace the water heater <laughs> and there are seven load-bearing walls that we need to take out. Sorry, I'm still traumatized by the Love of her Listed episode. Nice callback, babe. But that's my point, is that these guys, they're never really budget woes. Everything is like, well of course we did it for five ninety nine and a pack of chewing gum. <laughs>
7: <laughs> we really need a two-car garage. Yeah. All right.
8: I do love a reject montage where they don't even bother going through the house in detail. They just show them walking up the driveway and walking down the driveway in a different power jacket.
6: Here it is. This house is over 3,200 square feet. Oh, they have umbrellas now, you guys.
8: These ladies. I mean, this is the eighth jacket for each of them that we've seen.
1: They are whip cracky. They're like, no, thank you. And they turn and walk back down the driveway. Color. Nancy and Ron are tough customers, but
6: this is a great house.
1: Is that homophobic? Canada? Tough, tough customers. Oh.
6: Redesign the space to be more functional.
7: It doesn't seem like it's been well kept, well cared for. So it just seems like a lot, a lot of work.
6: Come on, so we're here to the dining room.
1: I cannot get over how similar their hairstyles are. Do you think that's what attracted them to each other? <laughs> or do you, do you think that over the five years,
8: Nancy was like, Rhonda, <laughs> you, know what would, you know what would look good on you? Have you seen single white female? <laughs> or was it across a crowded bar? They caught a spiky silhouette <laughs> in a cinched in leather jacket. Caller up. <laughs>
1: Riding away on a Harley.
8: <laughs> Patrick, this is how you win a GLAAD award.
1: <laughs> I want a goddamn Peabody, Rebecca. I want a Peabody for this segment. <laughs> this is how you win a GLAAD award. What is this, 1998?
7: <laughs> so there were different flooring in the kitchen, in the dining room, and in the hallways. I mean, the bedrooms.
8: All right, I'm going to get up on my serious soapbox for a moment, Okay. and I'm going to say that HGTV deserves a lot of credit for being one of the first places on TV where you would see normal gay couples going around, looking at houses in their power jackets, and just being treated like everybody else. They weren't the wacky friends, they were just people like everybody else, and back in the day, they were one of the first people to do it, so...
1: And now we're left with Rhonda and Nancy. <laughs> More power to you, Rhonda and Nancy. More power. Jackets the list too.
6: price for this house is five hundred thirty-nine thousand nine hundred dollars.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not impressed. They're tough
6: customers. <laughs> didn't you?
8: Didn't you hear one of the Scott brothers say that? Yeah,
5: that's sure. Good.
6: I'll take advantage of all that natural light by keeping the color palette
1: soft and relaxing.
8: So is this when he does like the computer generated floor plans and things?
1: I'm not really sure, I don't know this show very well. Yeah, because they're monsters. They are monsters. I actually feel like I literally have never met taller humans. I'm not even joking, I'm not making a joke. Like They were so tall that I was like, are you guys okay? That brings us in at a total budget of
6: $640,000. I
8: also think that these computer animations are done after the fact. Because they match a little bit too close.
1: Oh, that's, a, that's a good call. So I
8: feel like Rhonda and Nancy are pretending to look at something and <laughs> nodding along being like, that looks amazing. Where really they're looking at Dessa, what's her name, Dessa's whiteboard with a
1: eekie reekie, reekie
8: that some intern is drawing on being like, and
1: here we're to put a window. <laughs> hey,
6: what do your clients need? There's been some development.
8: Oh my God, they're on the cell phone. Hardball. Wait, I feel like that's the other twin dressed up as the first twin. I feel like that's construction twin dressed up as professional twin. I don't know. I think they're pulling a parent trap on us.
1: it's enough. We're waiting to hear from Drew. And- oh, my God. They're getting pedicures and sipping, like, cucumber water. Yes, lesbians. Oh gosh, how do I get their life? Do we need to move to Alberta? <laughs>
7: I thought we are going to knock that
1: wall down. Wait a minute. We can't do that wall. (laughs) We've hit a snag. Hillary just came out of 10 hours of makeup to give us some information. Cameo. Now to the fun part because I love
6: smashing and these guys have agreed this going through the concrete board and the stone is going to take a lot of muscle. That's where I enter.
1: Show us those big muscles. (laughs) Okay, lady, calm down. Oh, so much muscle! Who's my hero?
8: I feel like they should have just pulled out their Harley's and run through it. (laughs) Back off, construction twin! Here we go! Vroom,
6: vroom, vroom! Wait until they see the work involved with removing these tiles.
1: I'm even using my We're gonna
8: get a phone call in a week, being like, um, could you do a less offensive episode, please?
1: (laughs) Rebecca's gonna be like, hi guys, um, some thoughts. (laughs) Just a little feedback from New Hampshire.
6: (laughs) The demolition in the master bath is going to be pretty easy for these guys because I just need their help removing the vanity and the shower surround and the rest i will take care of myself. Oh, my.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to
1: make a nice deck joke but not a my big bar joke? You're not going to do it? I mean,
8: I said an oh, my. And by the way, the lesbians will not be impressed with that.
7: Oh,
1: beautiful.
6: I did the other one. That's yours. can't remember
8: if I shut the water. Off. Patrick, yes. do you love his floppy 90s hair?
1: No, his hair looks bogus to me. I don't know. It's pretty Eddie Furlong. I do love Eddie Furlong 90s hair. Oh. Jordan, Jordan Catalano. And I was raised on 90s lesbian hair, so this episode should be doing a lot for me. Yeah, I feel like you know Nancy and Rhonda. No, my mom wasn't like a power lesbian. She was just a regular lesbian. These lesbians have so much more like hair product. And they need offices. Yeah, my mom did not need an office. Your mom had an office. My mom needed a weekend away. My mom would have traded an office for a weekend away any day of the week. Well, she gets this house, she gets weekend living all week long, right? (laughs) (laughs)
7: <laughs> Jonathan. Hey. Hey, Jonathan. How you guys doing? We are riding in the neighborhood. Well, we had it all in a.
8: No, no, no. Their hair is done. Their makeup is done. They're wearing earrings. And like outfits, they were riding on their Harleys in the neighborhood. They are fresh from the Melissa Etheridge concert. I am not buying it. No, Not buying it, ladies. You were were at the mall in your Honda Civic. You were not out
1: in your Harleys. This is too
7: dark. I like this.
6: I want to do something that's a little bit more classic. So I think this would be a beautiful fit.
1: God, that marble really is gorgeous. It really is like a classic thing that will always be in style, right? I mean, that's what they said about brass in the 80s, I'm sure.
6: <laughs> you had homework?
4: Jonathan asked us to sketch a diagram out of the closet layout that we wanted. so we.
1: Thought- oh, no. Jonathan gave us
8: a task so we wouldn't go out and buy any more crappy flooring.
7: <laughs>
1: Wait, they made a diorama?
8: They made a diorama with their portraits in there.
1: Oh, the boys' portraits. And the stiletto heels. This is like straight out of Kinky Boots, you guys. It's kind of amazing. That's
8: fantastic.
7: I was very shocked to see the mosaics, tile in the bottom of the shower. Um, I don't know where that came from. It wasn't something that we picked. I'm not quite liking it too much.
8: Rhonda. Oh no. <laughs>
7: yes, it's not gonna be all about Rhonda. It'll be about Nancy too.
1: Somehow I feel like it's always all about Rhonda. <laughs> I feel like I really relate to Rhonda. <laughs> I kind of identify with Rhonda. It's just that if Rhonda
8: takes up 90% of the space now, she's going to take up 90% of the space then. It's not like she only needs that amount of space. It's just that she expects to take up that percentage and will fill that percentage no matter what.
1: Did you want to turn this off and have a conversation? <laughs> well, Patrick, if there are problems in our lesbian relationship wow. that we need to address. So
7: we're getting the cabinets, we're starting. It's been painted,
2: Rhonda.
6: Yes, we also have paint on the wall. Wow.
1: Nancy okay. is much more observant. <laughs> You're very much the Nancy.
8: Um, <laughs> I have been called Nancy before. <laughs>
6: on in.
1: Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow. Oh, this, this is house so is really beautiful. beautiful. Oh, look at that kitchen. Yeah. I cannot even imagine a kitchen like that, or a bed with a headboard. <laughs> a bed with a headboard. Uh, Patrick, what kind of headboard are we leaning against right now?
8: Sheetrock. So you got what you yeah, wanted
7: I it. <laughs> it and I did too. Rhonda,
8: it's not all about you. <laughs> let, let Nancy have her moment. <laughs> I mean, wait, did we see how that design to the reality was exact down to the stupid vase on the on the counter? Colin bullshit again.
6: Oh, funny. Well, there's more beautiful house to see. I'm really excited to show you your new master bedroom. <sighs>
8: okay. okay, no more Go crying, you? no more crying.
6: Oh,
1: Rhonda. Rhonda had a bottle of Chardonnay <laughs> on the bike on the way over every day of her life. <laughs> that luxury hotel
6: feeling. And storage. Lots and lots of beautiful storage. Wow. Why don't you each grab a door wow. and you open it up and take a look?
3: Wow. <laughs> oh, it's
1: very funny, boys. Very funny. <laughs> there are pictures on the back, like
8: the model had. <laughs> <laughs> with their retouched headshots in them.
1: Oh my God, those headshots.
7: It's a wonderful environment to start off our life together.
1: Oh my God, these ladies really look like they've been sobbing all day, I love it. And on time. I think the tears say it all, they love the design. All right, Good job, Property Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> property Monsters was totally the working title of this show.
6: Check us out on Twitter at Mr. Drew Scott, at Mr. Silver Scott, and hashtag Property Scott.
1: <laughs> we need to start the hashtag Property Monsters. Oh. All right, we're done, Rebecca. We love you. Thanks. Thanks. That was that was fun. <laughs> okay, Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: All right, so we just heard you and your husband Steve talking about, by the way, one of my all-time favorite episodes of Property Brothers. <laughs> oh really? Yes, it was you got you picked without me telling you to. One of my all-time favorite episodes of Property Brothers.
3: (laughs) Why did you pick that one? Yay! I mean, HGTV, my husband used to always say that, like, HGTV was where you would go to watch the gays on TV, (laughs) like, before Will & Grace, before any of that (laughs) stuff. If you're, like, a a little chubby gay kid eating his, like, after-school cereal like me, and you just wanted (laughs) to see some, like, representation of your people, although I will say the evolution of, like, partner to boyfriend... The husband has been, you could like chart the, the changing times with the, the verbiage on HGTV. It's so funny because they HGTV has made it so normal that now when you're watching a House Hunters and it's like, Carrie and her friend Elizabeth are looking, you're like, hold up, what's the relationship here, girls? One bedroom or two bedroom ladies? <laughs>
0: Want to hear more of Patrick Hines? Check out his other podcasts, True Crime Obsessed and Broadway Backstory. You can find links to those in the show notes and at hgtvpodcast.com. And don't worry, we are working on getting Steve his own show. Stay tuned. So, Kevin. Yes. What did we learn today?
9: Okay, we learned that at some point in every young girl's life, There comes a magical day Mm -hmm. when they have their first realization they can tell the Property Brothers apart. (laughs) True. It comes to them sometimes in gym class, Mm -hmm. sometimes when they're on a hobby horse. Yep. But uh, eventually every woman... Realizes they can tell them apart, and no man can. Hmm. Are you at the point where you can recognize? I them think. Apart? I
0: think I can. I All think right. I can. Are you going to test me in real time? I'm going to test you. Okay. I'm going to
9: come over. Here. I got some photos up online. Okay. So wait. this is either Jonathan mm-hmm. or Alfred.
0: <laughs> Drew.
9: Actually, Alfred. His real name is Alfred, and he goes by Drew.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
9: See, now you learned something. Okay. Ready? Yep. Who's that?
0: That is. Oh, it's really hard when it's not hand. I think that's Jonathan. Incorrect. That's That's Alfred. That's a little tough. He's in profile. I can tell. I feel like I can tell a better straighter on. Go ahead. Okay, ready? Next, yep. Who's that? That is Jonathan. No, no, that's Drew. You know how I can tell? How? Teeth.
9: The teeth. Okay. (laughs) Is that Drew? That's Drew. Correct. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He has straighter teeth. Okay. This one almost fooled me because a little bit of a scruff beard.
9: Okay. Who's that? That's Jonathan. Yeah.
0: Crooked face. See how his face is a little bit lopsided? That smile is like a tiny bit lopsided.
9: Come back to. Yeah, straight smile. Yeah.
0: Lopsided smile. Gotcha. You okay. See it now? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Who's this? Ooh, again from the side. I feel like it's a trick. I'm gonna go with Jonathan because of the plaid shirt.
9: It is Jonathan. <laughs> okay. One more. You ready for this? Yep.
0: Oh, <laughs> was this from their <laughs> acting days? <laughs> yes, it is.
9: <laughs> Can you describe the photo for people in podcast well, land? Well,
0: uh, one of the brothers of the Properté is um, uh, holding a lovely woman hostage, looking very aggressive holding a gun out at somebody, and has a straight-up forward frosted shag and a lot of facial hair.
9: Yeah, and a very nice watch, by the way.
0: Is it nice? It's hard to tell.
9: Yeah, which which uh, brother, which, which failed actor is this? Which
0: brother-le-properte is that? Again, yeah. it's profile, and that's much, much tougher. I'm going to say Jonathan.
9: This one, again, is Drew.
0: Again, the scruff threw me off.
9: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I guess I can't tell them apart after all. Not all the time.
9: You can't. You can't. So you
0: had to have been impressed with the one time I could.
9: Yeah, I was.
0: (laughs) So what else do we learn today, Kevin?
9: Uh, We learned that the only thing that Americans find creepier than twins are tall twins. (laughs) And that only gay men can make fun of lesbians. (laughs)
0: What else did we learn today, Kevin?
9: That one of the twins really gets off on bringing people to a very expensive house (laughs) that they'll never, (laughs) ever be able to afford. Yep. And that all these people have signed up to be on a show that they've never seen the first 10 minutes of because they... Didn't see it coming. Or
0: they're pretending to have never seen the first 10 minutes of it. Yes, correct. Would you go on Property Brothers? It seems harmless. (laughs)
9: Doesn't seem to be a lot of fighting over money. I mean, occasionally. Which one's the real estate guy? Drew. I can't tell them apart. (laughs) So real estate twin uh, might say, oh, we got to come in with a higher offer. Right. To which I'd say, hey, shut your goddamn mouth. (laughs) This is about as much as I can spend.
0: Shut your twin mouth. Shut your twin mouth.
9: (laughs) Then the other guy does all the work. Jonathan. Jonathan
0: yeah it's true true does not do much
9: yeah so there's there's real estate twin and there's bandsaw twin I also learned that they live together mm-hmm. like Bert and Ernie mm-hmm. you know <laughs> they have all this money yep Were they conjoined at one point is that why do they have to like sleep in the same bed because they share a kidney or something
0: <sighs> I don't know twins you don't want to think they're creepy but these guys don't exactly disprove that notion do they <laughs>
9: No, no. And they actually obviously look alike. They also sound exactly alike. Yes. They are audio twins they as well. They are vocal
0: twins. Vocal
9: twins. Yes.
0: So, you know, like voiceovers on the show, not exactly clear who's talking.
9: No, but they could could put together their own <laughs> podcast and only Drew would ever have to show up because he he's got all this free time.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. He could
9: play both brothers. Yeah, yeah. With a little bit of editing.
0: He could not play that third brother, though.
9: Nobody cares about the third brother. (laughs) You know, thinking of the the Osmonds, and there were like, there was Donnie, Mm -hmm. there were the Osmond brothers, and then there was Jimmy. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) gave a crap about Jimmy (laughs) Osmond. They just pulled him on. He was like cousin Oliver from Uh, the Brady Bunch.
0: Poor JD, or whatever his name is. Poor, poor JD. Is
9: he freakishly tall as well?
0: Nope, he's regular.
9: He's regular. Yeah, I, I got the feeling that it was like a union thing, and if he came on <laughs> one show, he could get into the union and get a residual or something. The Property
0: like that. Brothers Union. Yeah.
9: <laughs> that instead of instead of a Christmas present. Yep. How about you just pop on this show, mm-hmm. and the network will send you a check for the next forty years.
0: So the Scottish parents are probably going to be getting it too. Then. <laughs> yeah,
9: this is my final takeaway. If we decide someday we're going to get another home Mm -hmm. the first thing i want to ask the real estate associate Mm -hmm. (laughs) is whether or not he or she is a twin (laughs) because if so deal breaker i'm out of there i'm out of there like a bat out of hell
0: speaking of thanks kevin you're welcome HGTV and Me is produced by me, Rebecca Lavoy, and by the very handsome and talented Henry Lavoy. Special thanks this week to Teresa Kramer, Rich Padine, Patrick Hines, Steve Tipton, the adorable Kevin Flynn, Lily Flynn, and everyone who called to leave a voicemail on my podcast hotline. You can learn more about the show and get my podcast hotline number and email address at my website, hgtvpodcast.com. If you love the show, please leave a review. But even more important, tell a fellow HGTV addict about it. Word of mouth makes a big difference. And don't forget to tune in next time when I'll be talking about the show that features everyone's favorite dysfunctional couple. Of course, and Christina on Flip or Flop. See you then.
7: is in crime, crime media, media.